my friend. My name is Tyrion. And I'm afraid that it's just not possible. My assignment from Her Grace was to retrieve this young girl. And so that is what I must do. One does not upset the Queen. But not all hope is lost. My tail. My stinger. I poisoned him. Crow! He would not have been such a nuisance to you any longer. No. No longer. Have I done well? Have I pleased you? The words of a madman. But the words of a scorpion. Tyrion Kalos. Hi. Hello and welcome to the <laughs> Evil Villains Podcast. The podcast where every good story needs a villain or every story needs a good villain. I can't remember it anymore. And it's, it's already episode five. It's one of the two. And why not? Why only start with one? Why not have three? So, this episode is uh, generally talking about Salem, but also has Tyrion. Tyrion Kalos. That also has Cinderfall. And then there's another three somewhere, if I recall correctly. Don't worry about the other three. So, if you, uh, <laughs> if you guys are like me and have no idea what's going on, uh, we were talking about uh, characters from Ruby, which is a fantastic anime created by our good pals over at Rooster Teeth, which we're totally not obsessed with in any way, shape, or form. I have no idea what you're talking about. That would be ridiculous and presumptuous of you. How could you? So, say hello. <laughs> <laughs> so... The quote that I started with was two different quotes from uh, Tyrion Kalos. The first after you meet him and he actually introduces himself. And the second when you actually get to see the other side of him. Mm -hmm. Um, Tyrion in the anime Ruby is what's considered a faunus. Part human, part animal. Mm -hmm. In Tyrion's case, he has a scorpion tail which he uses to poison one of the major side characters, Crow. Totally not related to the Scarecrow, which is a character we covered from the Batman series last episode. Sadly. Quite. But Crow's cool. Crow's pretty cool. Oh my god, Crow is a badass. But that we will get to that. Never. Maybe. Because this is the Evil Villains podcast. This and the Villains podcast. Not know. the major side character podcast. <laughs> Introducing today the Major Side Characters Podcast, brought to you by nobody. Um, <laughs> go on. <laughs> but the whole point of Tyrion is he is incredibly mad, and if was not put on some form of rain, of, or some form of leash, mm -hmm. uh, there would be very few people that could stop him. Oh, okay. Being that he's, being that he's part scorpion, he's actually quite agile. Mm -hmm. And a master hunter who their whole point is to go out and kill things that are terrorizing humans or regular people or people that can't defend themselves. He, Tyrion beat him practically to a pulp. Well, that's unfortunate. Without, really, without trying. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of going back. So we've got... In the Ruby series, we've got our primary antagonist, Salem. And then underneath there, we have... Is it a group of two primary antagonists or secondary it's, antagonists behind that? And then the rest of the group? Or is it just all five right there? It's pretty much... Uh, for the longest time, we thought the main antagonist was Cinder. Mm -hmm. Who is kind of the... 
She's more of the cynical, I'm going to do this my way. And I will get you the results, but I will go about it in a very methodical, but still very violent way. And I will she, get results. She will get the results the way she wants to. Mm-hmm. She basically put an entire city to rubble in a matter of hours. Which is like, okay, this is... She caused the distraction, but she got what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and this was which episode? This was actually very early on in the series. So I'm uh, assuming season one. Uh, volume no. one. Uh, I believe volume two. I would not know this. I don't know why I have not watched Ruby yet, but I plan to very soon. So my uh, disclosures on this topic. Give me a second. I'm looking at it. I'm looking it up because I don't remember. While you're doing that, I'll uh, go on further. So... It turns out later on that Cinder is actually working for Salem, which this is the Ruby Wiki fandom article or webpage. Salem is the primary antagonist of Ruby, a very mysterious figure in remnant and highly knowledgeable about the world and its, and its forgotten history. She's the leader of a group of people with malicious plans. Her goals are to find the maidens, take their powers, take the relics from huntsmen academics, and weaken humanity by snuffing out their hope. She is opposed by Ozpin? Ozpin. Ozpin, thank you. Uh, with whom she speaks directly in Ruby Rose and End of the Beginning. So that's kind of like a brief backstory. Um, as James and myself were discussing earlier, um, there's not a whole lot known about her yet because it's only season five per se. Uh, looking at the article, they've got appearance, personality, and a very short amount of you know, text for powers and abilities and uh, trivia. And trivia is like, what's the word Salem mean? Which we can all look that up. But I mean, this is, there's very obvious, it's very obvious that the writers of the show are like, this is a very mysterious character that obviously nobody knows a whole lot about, which we'll probably get into season seven, eight, who knows? Not now. Theoretically, we're supposed to get into her around season, or about the middle of season six. Okay. Theoretically. But we have no idea. Because why would you spoil a series before making it? I don't know. But Don't um, ask me. I don't make anime. <laughs> there's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, the one that we know the most about to a point is uh, Cinder Fall. Who for the, about the first four seasons we thought was the main antagonist. Mm-hmm. And then we met characters like Tyrion, Hazel, I forget the other guy. Right, yeah. Who we've really only seen what he can do once. But uh, Cinder is the objective. I'm going to do this my way, but the results will happen. Mm -hmm. But the reason that she can do this is her major to the world, it's their semblance or their ability. What can they do that's special to them? Uh, The main character, Ruby, can turn into rose petals and move about the speed of sound. Solid. Or her sister, Yang. The more damage she takes, 
the more damage she dishes. She got thrown into a brick column about six feet wide. She then stood up like nothing had happened and punched a giant metal mech into small pieces. I really need to watch this anime. Yeah, you do. So, But Cinder's <laughs> is uh, what's called dust manipulation. So the main energy source and the main weapon source mm-hmm. is what's called dust, which can which manifests in either fire, lightning, blah, 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 blah. She primarily uses fire a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but through that, she can create specifically, I believe, nunchucks or nunchuck scythes, yep. swords, or a bow. Who she is, which she uses to kill everyone's favorite character. Rest in pieces. Rip in peace, Pira. Oh, Pira. Rip in pieces. I am not excited at all to find Sorry. that scene. Sorry. Yeah. It's okay. You got time. That's like the end of season three. But still, you I know time. it's coming. <laughs> you got time. Can they resurrect people yet? That'd be sweet. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I'm not going to give you that answer. I'll find out. Or will I? Bum, no, bum, bum. Yeah, maybe. But Cinder, at at one point, our, her whole goal is to team up with criminals, because she is one. Right. Manipulate them to her liking. Get them to do what she wants so that she can get her objective done. She is told... I need to take control of this communication tower. Okay, I'm going to blow up the city around it by getting them to do it. Mm -hmm. And then just taking the tower in the ensuing chaos. So, because this is the Evil Villains podcast, and since James does all the research or knows exactly what's going on, and I am, in essence, the audience surrogate. Sorry. Um, thank you very much, Eric, for coining that term. It will be on a T-shirt in a store near you eventually. <laughs> I'm the I'm the audience surrogate. I'm just thinking about just audience surrogate in brackets, and that's about it. Or that. Um. So going further back, so you've got this. In the previous episodes, we discussed that one of our fascinations with villains is that. Um, villains are able to accomplish a lot more when they have a particular crew. Um, and it turns out that Cinder, Cinderfall, is a part of Salem's crew, per se. And since we don't know a whole lot about Salem, which is why we're aptly calling this episode Salem. Gasp. Which... And covering not Salem. (laughs) Right. But more or less, we're covering everybody involving Salem first, and then eventually when season six and a half comes out. <laughs> Once we find out more information on the other, on the rest of the crew, we will go into more more information onto them. But really, the only two that we have any real information on is Cinder and Tyrion. Mm-hmm. So with that, uh, our apologies for misleading you in every way shape or form but that's our kind of disclosure for this episode again so bringing everything down bringing everything back what makes cinder 
an effective villain is the way that she the way that she treats her power is she is a mastermind she's a combat genius she knows how to effectively take out a target in either the most silent way possible or the loudest way possible to as you're saying before she to gets, create effective distractions to draw people away from if, things that they're not supposed to be paying attention to if she needs to she will and she did twice because her whole plan was her whole plan throughout the entire series up until up until recently which i will not give away why mm-hmm. um her whole plan was i need to take control of these four communication towers to basically cut off communication throughout the entire country which is fine that makes sense which which in a which in a wartime makes perfect sense the only problem is those communication towers are in the middle of are basically in the middle of schools mhm how do you do that and she's like well i could either stealthily walk in Shut down the communication. Shut down communication and walk out. Or, or, but that wouldn't work as that wouldn't work as well because they could go back and turn it on or take take control away from us. Mm-hmm. So let's blow up the school instead. Let's blow up the school and basically take away ninety percent of their power. Yeah, which and she did that in the loudest way possible. Just like I'm here. She she did it by getting a basically a terrorist faction known as the White Fang mm-hmm. to find an old train under the academy, which that entire train line had been infested by what's called Grim, which is kind of, of like the main minion of the. Basically, but they're yeah, also the series. The, kind of the wild animals. Yeah. The ruthless rawr, enemies. Mm-hmm. The cannon fodder. Right. <laughs> but they're like, here, here's where the tunnel is. There's a wall at the end of this tunnel, right under the academy. Oh, gee. Rig this train to blow up. Go. Moves the train, goes on the wall, everything explodes. Academy explodes. And surprise, surprise, for the most part, their plan failed. Really? Because the protagonist showed up. Why? Because reasons. Plot armor. Because deus ex machina. Yes. (laughs) A hole said, Ruby, you're going down. Right on top of one of the, one of Cinder's kind of quote unquote lackeys, Mm -hmm. Roman Torchwick. He was a very mouthy motherfucker. Quite. The only thing I can, the easiest thing I can say is go and watch the anime. I love Roman. I really Look, do. I'm I'm trying to get to the anime at this point in time. I just haven't had a whole lot of time to. No, it's fine. Look, man, I got school. I'm currently not on spring break. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have all that time in the world. Psh, yeah. But her whole idea was let's blow up a hole in the middle of town and infest the entire place with Grimm. Ranging anywhere from like small boars, which can be taken out by novice level hunters, mm-hmm. and a giant snake. 
And bird. And dragon. And good luck trying to get those. And just upscaling from there. Yeah. So in other words, it's it's very methodically thought out. Oh, it's easily. very much so. It's like trying to locate the gas tank in a burning car and seeing how you can take that fire and loop it into there so you can get a bigger explosion mm-hmm. that not only destroys the car, but everything anywhere near it. I don't know if that analogy worked or not, but yeah. It kind of did. But she was very methodical. Very, She thought out that plan to a T. And for the most part, it worked. Mm-hmm. Because that plan almost worked twice. Twice? By technicality, her plan worked the first time. That academy was shut down because communication was shut down to that entire province of the section of the country. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you got stopped because you don't have, you don't have a good chunk of the stuff that you wanted to get, mm-hmm. but you still cut down communication and still stole powers from someone called the fall maiden who if you want to know. Go watch the anime. Going to? <laughs> we'll touch on all of this and probably more spoilers and stuff like that in the future when we finally get to talking about the big stuff like Salem themselves, herself, excuse me. Herself. Herself. But it's like, I still stole the powers. I took out communication. I no longer have a voice. She couldn't speak after that. But she was mad. Oh, she was mad. Yeah, I would imagine. She wanted to take revenge on that entire crew. And damn, did she do it well. Throughout that entire excursion, Ruby was put out of commission for a solid month. Weiss was sent back to her back home. Mm-hmm. Blake disappeared off the face of the earth to everyone else. And Yang's, Yang lost her arm. And I do remember hearing about that part. Because there's a funny, um, what you want to call it? Oh, there's a live panel that featured everybody from Ruby. And some fan said, so does, Ru- does, does, does Yang's arm have a vibration function? And Barbara's like, hell yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Why wouldn't it? So, um... What about Cinder makes her a good villain other than the fact that she very much so methodically thinks out plans and is and is working for uh, kind of like an overmind figure that goes out to tell her what to do. What else? One of the things that makes her a little bit different than a lot of other villains like Penguin or Two-Face or quite a few other villains. Mm-hmm. Most villains get their lackeys to do the job for them and they're kind of the overlying Mega, they're the overlying mastermind. Mm-hmm. Cinder is the overlying mastermind, but she also does a good chunk of the work herself because she really only has two people under her Mercury and I think it's Emerald. And is where's Tyrion Mer- lie on that scale? Is that Mercury and Jade? Sorry, okay. Uh, Tyrion is kind of falls under almost equal, okay. Because each each one is kind of considered a lieutenant under under Salem, Cinder is just one of them. And Tyrion is one of the other ones. Tyrion, Cinder is the mastermind. 
Tyrion is considered the wild card. Or kind of more the berserker. Okay. I will go in. This job will get done. I will make sure it happens. Whether or not she's alive it is, is a different story. And how I go about it is also completely up for grabs. Yep. Because Cinder has all of her mind there. Tyrion doesn't. Tyrion acts almost like Salem's pet. Almost quite literally, considering that it was a half-breed of human and scorpion. And requires a leash. Because that's the way Salem treats him. As a pet. Salem treats Cinder as an underling. She treats Tyrion almost like a golden retriever. It's like, come on, boy. He's a collector. He's the one that goes out, grabs, gets someone, and brings them back. One way or another. Because that's what he must do to please her grace. Now, are there, are we aware of any more lieutenants kind of underneath Salem at this point? Or is it just those two as the main primary lieutenants? Um, we, are, we are aware of Hazel. We have finally met his backstory of why he hates certain characters. Uh, we don't know in... I would almost go as far to say we don't know enough. Well, it keeps the viewers begging for more in future seasons, we, which keeps them making future seasons. So. We, we have an idea of what Hazel can do. We now know why Hazel serves Salem. Because he wants revenge on a particular character that, by definition, can't die. Watch the anime. Going to. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming this would make a lot more sense. I'd be able to put a lot more input if I actually did all this kind of research, but I'm going to in the future. My apologies for being completely unprepared. Now nah, you're fine. Man, this is not helping at all. Wikipedia isn't great, isn't it? I know, it's fantastic. Um. But um, uh, I forget his name. Tyrion, Hazel. Tyrion, Hazel, Cinder, and there's a fourth and fifth person, and I can't remember who that is. Arthur Waltz, who we know not a damn thing about. I thought there was five, there was only four. Others. Yeah, I finally found the uh, um, Salem's kind of faction deal that includes all four of the... Uh, People that we've been discussing, Cinderfall, Hazel, Reinhardt, um, Tyrion, Kalos, and Arthur Watts. Because my mind, I keep adding Roman Torchwick. He is not. <laughs> uh-uh. He's under Cinder. Mm-hmm. So, with those that we do know, so with Hazel and Tyrion, which I am going to open up right about here we've done a fair amount of talking about Tyrion and his kind of role and goal in general when it comes to um just how he functions for Salem but Hazel what do we know much about Hazel as far as well we we know that he's looking for revenge Hazel's looking for revenge on a very specific character who if you go and watch the anime you will meet Working on it. And you will probably like off the get-go. <laughs> because 
A lot of people like this character, but a lot of people also hate this character later on. Don't tell me it's Pura. No. Okay. <laughs> no, everyone loves Pura, and then things, and then bad things happen. Rest in pieces. Rip in pieces. Okay. Rip in pepperonis. <laughs> but <laughs> Hazel, Hazel's whole thing, Hazel's whole shtick, is that he can take dust crystals, which does happen, mm-hmm. stab them into his own arms, and then beat people with those elements. So it's like heroin. Yeah, basically. Elemental heroin. Sweet. It, eh, it's actually not that wrong. I'm sure someone's going to correct me. But <laughs> It's actually like cocaine. Okay. 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 No. Um, so Hazel, reading up. Um, Hazel has a calm composure compared to the others of uh, Salem's circle. Um, he is reserved and rarely speaks. However, he still criticizes Cinder for her defeat. Uh, he has a low tolerance of ex- for acceptance of failure, and he does not let minor obstacles get in his way or stand by convention when there is a goal to be accomplished. Yep. Um, uh, very stubborn, I'm guessing. Uh, a little bit. Um, to put in perspective, the first time we actually see Hazel, he's kind of seen as a side character that theoretically doesn't matter until later. Mm-hmm. And dear God, were we right? Because we go back and we meet a new character named Oscar, who is very important to the plot later. But Hazel shows up because Oscar can't pay for a train ticket. So he just walks up, looks at the ticket vendor, and punches the thing, and a ticket pops out. There you go. He's like, don't let small things get in your way. And just walks off. Everyone was like, I don't know if I should like this guy or be terrified of this guy. Right. Fun fact, you should be terrified. Because, oh my god, the damage he does. So again, to... He's like the Hulk on Crystal. So by the sounds of it, though, especially with his his appearance and his interaction with the other characters, it doesn't necessarily seem like that he's like a supervillain. It just seems like he's fairly neutral, but does work for the enemy's side. Yeah, basically. He's a little closer to, uh, kind of put it in perspective, almost Bane. Okay. Because Bane really doesn't swing one way or another. Because there are times where he works with Batman. I forgot about those. Yeah, Yeah. he does. Hazel really doesn't go one way or the other. But he wants to be on the winning side. Whichever one it is. Which in... Which, in his case, is Cinder's. For now. For the time being. Let's see how long that lasts. Two more episodes. (laughs) 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 But Uh. it's actually because of uh, Hazel and some other characters that uh, the second communication tower ends up dropping as well. Mm -hmm. Because the second city has been attacked. But for the most part, has been staved off. Thank God, because we ended that series, we ended that season on a light note, for once. Yeah, because from the sounds of it, the series finales have always been just massive tragedies, and you're just like, okay, now what? <laughs> All right, who's dead next? Let's find out. 
Right. It's almost Game of Thrones-esque. So, hierarchy-wise, supervillain Salem. And kind pretty, of... A... Pretty close by supervillain Cinder. So far. Evil... Not father. Um, evil pet Tyrion. And kind of chaotic neutral. Kind of. Chaotic neutral. Um, he's, he's kind of in that gray area. Yeah. He's old. So hopefully that hasn't been a completely broad approach of Salem. Of Salem. To, of to, to the inner off, circle. To finish off just a little bit, because honestly there's not a whole lot known about this character. Salem is the reason the Grim are here. So we do know that and much. That is about all we know. <laughs> so it's like these dark creatures were spawned off by this terrifying character that we know nothing about and we will know one day probably we think we hope i don't know they might not ever uh talk about that plot point which would be uh, quite disappointing to be quite frank kind of sad yes so that was the fifth episode of the evil villains podcast if you like this episode make sure you like the video or audio file whichever one you're listening to right now which you can find the podcast on itunes soundcloud and youtube so on whichever platform make sure you like subscribe comment down below we'd always love to hear your guys's opinions and uh hopefully one day i may be more prepared about talking a specific topic because i would love to get into great deep tail deep tail detail deep <laughs> tail oh deep tail I'd love to get into greater detail with the kind of the Ruby series. As I said, I'm we're all massive Rooster Teeth fans, and if you haven't seen the uh, anime as well, uh, we can all be on the same boat at the same time, and we can just kind of go forward, mer- forging our own paths, and uh, hopefully being able to catch up to Salem Part Two, where hopefully we'll discuss Salem herself. Hopefully. So, hopefully. We can only hope. Quite. I only want to end this with with one sentence as said by Tyrion himself. Just remember, the rose has thorns. See you guys next week.